Welcome to Beyond the Walls podcast. I'm your host, Kylie, and I want to share through personal experience and life lessons learned about personal walls that I have overcome and overcoming still, and to give you hope and tools to go beyond your walls too. Let's get started. So last week, my mom, who is an avid listener of this podcast, Hey Mom, reached out to me after my latest episode. And the topic that I was talking about was just our basic relationship to painful situations and how we just react to just the pain themselves and how we resist them or embrace them. I would say definitely go back and listen for context. That'll help a little bit. But um, even if you haven't listened to it, this will still make sense. But I was sharing on a high level of just like an overview of the twilight zone era that time of my life was. And so many stressful things happened to us in a short period of time. But she couldn't remember one of these situations that I um, just briefly mentioned, which was an ambulance situation with my son, Tim. And so as you can imagine, as my mother and a grandmother, you know, she was so concerned that she had either like not known about it at all or had not remembered such a serious event in our lives, such as being sent to a hospital in an ambulance. And that was very concerning to her. And so she had reached back out to me and was just like, what is the situation that I have forgotten? How could I forget something like this? And so I briefly, you know, just refreshed her memory of what happened and what I could remember at that time. You know, this was over seven years ago. Um, and I definitely told her about it, we realized, like through our memory, um, and she could faintly remember it. But I mean, it was so long ago, and Tim was around two at the time, and he had been starting to get sick. Like it was on a Saturday. It happened really suddenly. So I don't even think I told her that he was sick. Um, but by the second day, he got super hot, had a really high fever, and was starting to have like really shallow breathing. And he was really limp and lethargic. So we rushed into the hospital that was closest to us at the time. You know, we're new to this area. So we'd only lived there for a few months. And So they ended up putting him on oxygen and some IV liquids and he was basically stable. There wasn't anything like alarming, like he was just fighting a virus, but they did want to keep him overnight for observation. So unfortunately though, we were at a hospital that did not have a pediatric unit. And so they told us we had to get transported to CHOP Hospital, which is downtown Philadelphia, and we had to go by ambulance. So we weren't like panicking, like it was um, alarming and concerning, but he got the help that he needed and the doctors were not like significantly concerned. It wasn't going to be something major, just needed to observe and give him time to recover. So, you know, in those moments, like we weren't panicking, but we also were really busy with logistics. And so I don't think I even really made any phone calls in that immediate moment as we're just trying to figure out like, where's our daughter going to go? Do we both try, do we all try and stay? Who's going to stay with Tim? Who's going to take care of Lily? You know, this was a Sunday. So then the next day was going to be school and my husband had work and, you know, just there was a lot of logistics and things that we're going to need to get taken care of in the immediate. And I'm super grateful that 
I did actually had met enough women at the church that we were a part of at the time. So while I was waiting for transport, I did let people know like in my immediate circle of it would have been nice to have somebody be physically present with me. And so um, one of the women came to the pediatric hospital once we got transferred and it was super late at night and she just came and visited with me. We prayed together and um, that was encouraging. And so I wasn't completely alone. So that was like the ambulance situation. So when my mom and I were talking about it, you know, our conclusion was that most likely I had probably only called her the next day once we were home and settled and the crisis was over, you know, and I'm sharing it from a non-crisis way and just kind of like a matter of fact, here's what happened. This was crazy, but we're all good. And so therefore, you know, it didn't really land in the same way for her memory and experience of it being this like tragic, dire, stressful situation, which would make sense in her memory. It was just kind of this, oh yeah, like I guess you did mention that one time, kind of a moment. But it got me thinking about just how difficult it is for us to share our lives accurately and to hear about other people's lives accurately, right? Like even under the best of circumstances. So my mom and I, I'm very lucky to have a very supportive, open, safe relationship with her. We have lived like far apart, states apart for a long time. Actually, when I got married, we moved to a different state than her and we've never lived in the same state since. But I know that if I needed something, I would only need to ask her and she would be on the next flight. Like when I had my babies, she came and stayed with me for two weeks, maybe a week for the second one. I don't know. Long enough. It was amazing and fantastic. And, you know, there was a real crisis and some kind of situation that we really needed. She'd be there in a heartbeat. And so, you know, we got a chance to kind of talk through like, boy, what was your immediate, you know, reaction? What were you thinking are, is there anything unresolved? Are there any hurts or worries that we need to get cleared up? You know, part of the thinking that um, it made me think for myself personally is just how easy it is for us to not share with others things at all, right? Or we can share them in a non-crisis manner, which will get us a non-crisis response. Or do we tell bits and pieces to different people, which makes it really easy for people to not assume a crisis or hear a crisis or respond to crisis. So when my mom and I got a chance to talk and just kind of hear her initial reaction, she said two immediate things happened in her mind. The first one was just fear and doubt that what if we weren't as close as she thought we were? Was there something in our relationship that was keeping me from keep coming to her in my time of need? Had she failed me somehow as a mom and as a friend that I didn't look to her in a supportive way or that she wants or thinks that she does? Like, is there something that we're not on the same page that I felt like I needed to protect her in some way or I couldn't share with her what was really going on, that I don't want her help? The second thing that came to her mind was that she went to fear and doubt of her own abilities, that maybe I had told her and she ignored me. She didn't realize how hard life was and I had been asking her for help, but she couldn't hear me. And so she wasn't there for me, but maybe I was asking her and she had somehow let me down, not because I wasn't letting her in, but because she was too busy to hear my call for help. You know, I share all of this 
and in this way, in this kind of detail for you guys so that you can just hear, hopefully, situations that you've been in like this. Like this is so typical of our lives and how we hear information and what we can feel, right? We can we can feel so discouraged and immediately defeated or we're just constantly filled with doubt that people really do care for us and want connection with us. So I hope that you can relate and put yourself in this situation. I'm sure that you have had similar experiences being on either end. I also wanted to share with you as an example of what the real conversation looks like. I really appreciate the way that she handled the situation. You know, she heard something and immediately was attacked with doubts and fear and judgment. And instead of giving into them, jumping to conclusions, making assumptions, or even accusations of herself or of me, she simply reached out and said, I don't remember this event. Tell me again what happened. How did I miss it? You know, it was not a wound for me. So it was easy to respond with grace and compassion and remind her of the situation without feeling any of those judgments or shames or fears. Upon further conversation, she was also willing to share the emotional roller coaster, you know, that she went through. And I was able to reassure her that neither of her fears were true. I wasn't thinking any of those things, and we were able to remind each other about what was true. And then we were able to have a curious conversation about remembering those times. You know, like, what do we want to learn from that? Like, wow, looking back, here was a way that I might interpret it. And it's so easy for us to make interpretations in the most negative, the most hurtful, the most divisive way. But it's not the only way. You know, had she not come and talked to me about it, it could have turned into a wall of hurt or disappointment of fear and rejection on her side. But she was willing to put that past, those fears and those concerns, to be able to get them cleared up so that we could have an honest conversation. So I know that I have not always been willing or mature enough to respond in this way. It is really easy for us to live in fear and silence. And instead of getting open to clear things up, we just sweep it under the rug. We minimize it. We let it stay a wound. We let it create separation and division. And if we let it go on for too long or more situations happen again, we start keeping a record of wrongs. And before long, all the trust and the unity is just eroded away. And all that's left is hurt and walls of protection. So speaking from experience and having learned the hard way, I want to share some hope and cast a vision for being able to grow in this way for you in your life. If you're good at this, then this is going to be some great reminders for you. And if you're not yet, then I hope that this will give you some tools and some baby steps to start putting into practice. So I want to share first from my perspective, right? The one who is stressed and in need of help. Looking back on that time and after the fact, I think of a few possibilities of what was happening for me in that moment or has happened in similar situations. I think one, I'm able to look back and think like, was I even in a position to know how stressed I was to even share in a way that others could hear my stress and just step in without asking. You know, did I even ask? Did I even know what I needed or that I needed anything? 
over the two-year period that we lived in Philadelphia, let's say like 10 stressful things happened to us. And they ranged from like just daily logistic stress to an existential crisis. And I think, was I sprinkling information across a large group of people or was I sharing all of it with a few people who would have even had a chance to pick up on the level of chaos that was going on for us? You know, it's a lot easier for someone to hear about your bad day and not see the need to step in and offer to help. But if someone hears about four stressful things happening, it's a whole lot easier to pick up on the overwhelm and the need for support. I think from a logistical standpoint, you know, who was actually available to physically help me? You know, my mom, who was three states over at this point, was not available to help me today, right now. You know, if we lived in the same town, I would have called her. She would have immediately picked up my daughter. She would have taken care of her. Somebody would have been with me at the hospital the whole time. You know, like it would have been a completely different situation. But she's not physically present. And it's not that serious that I needed her to fly in. You know, like it wasn't on that unmanageable that we couldn't do it by ourselves. And it wasn't even that unmanageable that wouldn't be reasonable for us. You know, it's not like we suffered and sacrificed to do it by ourselves. I think it just would have been more enjoyable to do it with the support of somebody else. You know, I think that was part of what was so challenging because this happened, you know, just a few months into us moving there. And we didn't know a lot of people at the time. And it just takes time to find those people to even know if they're available And I think it was just hard to be able to just let that be what it was and not take it personally or to not feel extra discouraged because, you know, we didn't have those relationships built up yet. And a lot of times, you know, the things that we were going through is just part of adulting and being responsible for our lives. Right. So again, like it's, it wasn't unreasonable. I was capable. My husband was capable. We managed it. We just wanted it to be more enjoyable than it was. Something else I think of is, you know, is it possible that we didn't even want help? We didn't even ask for help. We weren't even looking for help. And we didn't even let the people who wanted to support us to have a chance to. You know, I'm sure that we have all had that person in our life that we just don't feel as close to as we would like because they don't need anything. They never let us help. They never let us in. They only share the good, the strong, the happy, the superwoman facade. You know, even if it just means a listening ear to some bad days, you know, it would help us to feel connected, like we're doing something that we matter, they need us. But a lot of times we don't even share from that place to even give people the opportunity to help and support us. Sometimes we have very specific ideas of the kind of help and support that we want, and we can be very critical of the type of support that's been offered to us if it doesn't match our ideal. You know, it's easy to discount it and discredit it if it's not exactly what we thought it should look like. And I think this was part of my character refining that happened during this time that I needed my own strength and my maturity to be built up. I needed to become more gracious and patient. I had a lot of growing up to do, and that would have never happened if I had gotten the exact help that I thought I needed in the time that I needed it from the people I thought it should have come from. It makes me think of there's a Rolling Stones song that says, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you get what you need. You know, part of my upset that I shared in last week's episode that I talked about with my mom was that one, 
I got everything that I wanted and I needed from her. And so none of her fears were true about my world and my problems in regards to our relationship. But I was upset during that time because I wasn't getting what I wanted from the resources around me. And I can honestly say, looking back, that I definitely got what I needed. I didn't get what I wanted, but I definitely got what I needed. You know, can we trust in those situations that maybe, just maybe, something bigger and better is in the works when we don't get that help that we think we need? The help that we think we need in that moment is not always what's actually best for us. And we won't know what it was until we're on the other side of it. You know, I couldn't, you couldn't have told me while I was there, the good that was going to come from it, the good that was going to come from that pain, from the struggle, from the wrestling, but I can look back on it now and I can see those good things. I had some tough lessons to learn. And if it had gone the way that I wanted it to, I would have never learned them there. So I want to ask you, are there unresolved areas of pain or unforgiveness that you have either are experiencing currently or that have been in the past or the people in your life, they didn't show up the way that you thought that they should or the way that you wanted them to, or in a way that felt loving and supportive? Is there any grace or compassion that you can extend them? Are there some people that were there for you or that tried to be there for you that maybe you denied or rejected because you couldn't see it or hear it over your fighting or resistance. Maybe they are overdue for some appreciation and acknowledgement. So sharing now from my mom's side, you know, from the other side of, you can go back and listen to our episode. It's number 47. And she's sharing about the loss of her dad to suicide. And I remember being shocked as we spoke and talked through the timeline. And I felt so bad that I was not there for her more. You know, I didn't remember this event happening in her life. And we knew each other. Like it was early on in our friendship and getting to know her. And I knew that I clearly was not a major part of her grieving process, you know, because I don't remember any of it. And I apologized to her in that moment, kind of the same way that my mom had, you know, kind of was feeling it with me. And I was like, I just, you know, I wish I had done more. Like, did you expect more from me? Had you tried to tell me and I let you down in some way that I wasn't able to hear your hurting and do more for you? And I'm so grateful, you know, she didn't have any of those memories either. And it was interesting too, that, you know, as we were looking through the timeline, of like, why wasn't I more attentive? Like, how did I miss such a big event in your life? And I think one, I hadn't really lost anybody that close to me before. So I didn't have personal experience or already like any personal knowledge about that. But two, I had a nine month old, you know, my first child and probably just a few months prior to her dad's passing, my grandpa had been diagnosed with a brain cancer and he was only given a few months to live. And about two months after her dad had passed away, my grandpa passed away. You know, so just thinking about what was happening in my world during that time that even prohibited me from even being fully present for her or being able to really listen, right? Like I was distracted with my own family stress and chaos that was happening at that time. 
And I think that same way during my time in Philadelphia, right? Like so much was, was happening with me. It was just treading water. I was not in a position to start hearing and supporting and coming alongside somebody else going through their own stress and trauma and chaos. You know, I think sometimes we are just purely being selfish and consumed with our own world. And we could do more for people if we weren't so focused on ourselves. Sometimes we aren't mature enough to handle coming along somebody during their particular season. Sometimes there really is someone better to meet the need that's more prepared and more capable. But sometimes we assume someone better is able to meet the need and there really wasn't. Or we think that somebody else is there for them and they aren't. Sometimes we're just so quick to devalue what we can offer and we cut ourselves short from being able to do more. Sometimes we have a hard time reading between the lines and we are listening, but we aren't really hearing. Sometimes we're quick to minimize other people's stress and have no compassion or have no, you know, nothing in us that's striking us to go take action. We can think, yep, I've been there before too. Good luck. You know, I did it alone, so you can too. You're not really asking me for help. You're just, yep, I get it. It's stressful. Good luck. Sometimes, you know, like I was mentioning before, like if we haven't gone through the specific situation that somebody else is experiencing, we're really bad at judging even how much somebody needs support during that time or what we can offer. You know, we really don't understand what others are going through often until we've gone through it ourselves. You know, I think how much easier it is to step in when someone is going through something that you yourself have gone through. You know, there's a real aspect of deeper understanding without explanation. You know, when I hear somebody's stories where they've moved a ton, you know, I actually just met somebody recently and they had done a ton of moving and, you know, they were experiencing a lot of stress. Like I, I'm listening to that person's story from such a different place than someone who has lived in the same town their entire life. So the moral of my story is this, that even in the most loving, secure, trusting, safe spaces, we let each other down. We aren't always in a state to clearly tell others about what is happening in a way that allows them to support us. And sometimes we want something from others that they aren't able to give or that just isn't actually what is good for us. Sometimes we don't really hear people when they are telling us that they might need more support or what we hear is that they don't need support, but that we could encourage them even just in a small way. So if you are someone who has never experienced this amount of support and safety in a relationship, I want you to know that there is hope. It is possible, but even in that, that nothing is perfect and there is no guarantee of perfection. And if you are blessed enough to know these kinds of relationships, then let's cut each other some slack. Let's show up for each other in our very best, even if it's not enough. You know, I was reading once and it was about, you know, just kind of forgiveness and accepting what people have to offer us. And she was talking about a friend who was so hurt that her other friend didn't support her more during a really challenging time for her. And her friend told her that she was really sorry, but she reassured her that she gave her all that she had at the time. 
you know, this other friend was also going through a really hard season and all she had to offer her friend was 20%, but that she gave 100% of that 20% that she had. So just remember that we can't always get what we want, but if we try sometimes, we just might find that we get what we need. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like more information about opportunities for coaching or more help outside of the podcast, you can follow us at beyondthewalls.podcast on Instagram or check out our website, beyondthewallspodcast.com. Until next time, bye. Bye.